0: A poem is a small machine made of words. William Carlos Williams.
1: Welcome to the Small Machine Talks. Exploring the poetry scene of Central Canada and beyond. With Amanda Earle.
0: And A.M. Kozak.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to episode 35 of the Small Machine Talks. I'm A.M. Kozak and I'm here with...
0: Amanda Earle.
1: And it's just us today on this um, epically hot, humid Sunday afternoon in Ottawa. And uh, we have the air conditioner turned off so we don't have the background humming. But you might hear us sweat. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So you've been to quite a few events the past six weeks or so, Amanda. I think you have one. One of your favorite events was the Small Press Book Fair yeah I, and,
0: I i do it's my one of my favorite things of the year it happens twice a year and this was the spring one even though it was in already in summer when it happened
1: was it was it like june 21st it, or something, it was or something? it was
0: just after it was like june the 20 oh well, i should remember what it was it was june the 23rd i've got the catalog in front of me
1: <laughs> and you got a lot of stuff there i did but I, I have a bunch of books on a table in front of me and i'm going to pick your brain about some of them okay First though, uh, can you give me some names of what kind of presses were there? Just not the entire catalog maybe, but uh, maybe a handful that are a couple people that are normally there and a couple that maybe have only been there a couple times or were new this time.
0: Sure, well of course we had our tables there. So Bywords and Angel House Press, we each had a table and then I had a table as part of uh, the Angel House Press. I had sort of half a table for my stuff and we had a cornerstone fundraiser and we raised um money for that so that was quite wonderful and then um of course above ground press since rob mcclennan runs the fair and showed your books were there shrieking violet press which is marilyn Ir- Irwin, was there and she's uh, usually there uh she has been for some time uh and um 40, uh, oh, I would just get it right, I think it's, I just want to get the name of it right, 40 Watt Spotlight Spotlight with Adam Tongs, and he's been there since I can remember, and he, he has little tiny uh, books that are uh, fiction usually, and they're tiny little things, so that's good, he's been there. And then some new ones, Gap Riot Press, Kate Ciclosi was, was there mm-hmm, with her Toronto. partner, yes, from Toronto. Also new, uh, Baseline Press from London, uh, so that was, the, it was nice to see a couple of new ones. Apartment 9 Press, Cameron wasn't there as he as I, mean, I don't know if you mentioned it on our um... On our interview last time, but he wasn't there. He was on holiday. So um, Justin Million from uh, from uh, Peter uh, Peter. Well, he he used to live here, but he's now in Peterborough. Was there and his partner Alicia was there, and their press was there. Do you remember the name of their press offhand? Birdberry Birdberry Bird that right? Press. That's right. I'm just looking up. Yes. Yeah, so Alicia was there, and uh, Canthius was there along with uh, uh, Coven Editions, and they had they were doing a deal. Ark was there. Uh, Chris Johnson, Natalie Hanna were there from ARC. So uh, yes, and lots of others, too. Uh, Michael Castile's from Puddles of Sky Press. He comes um, almost every time now. And he had Mm -hmm. a lot of cool things
1: from Kingston, right?
0: Yeah, from Kingston, J.W. Curry, Room 302 Books, whose table I, for some reason, I didn't make it out to this time around. I, you can't, sometimes you get bogged down, and you don't always get to, to each table. I
1: suppose, although it is just a rectangle in a large room. I know. For the listeners who have not been. It's weird,
0: sometimes you get, sometimes people don't, uh, I know they don't make their way all the way around the room sometimes. I'll see, like, people I know, and they, they've they've gotten sort of stuck in one particular corner, and then they're like, they have to go, so, you know.
1: Maybe they're avoiding you.
0: Oh, that could be too. I wouldn't be surprised.
1: <laughs> and uh, you also have to, you know, be at the table that you're, you are selling books at. So yeah, you can't really
0: a tip if much. you're, if you're going to do these things, because it's a full day, like the fair um, is usually, it happens at the Jack Purcell Community Centre, which is just off of Elgin near Frank and it, um, and Gilmore. And it, um, it takes place from noon until five on on a on a saturday usually so it's a good idea to have a, someone to come and be a table buddy or replace you or something just so you can get up and go to the bathroom and do stuff or the person the neighbor usually the table beside you someone will volunteer to look after your table while you're while you're uh, gone but it's a good idea if you're gonna do it and if you're if you're going i always say if you're going to go to these things um go around and do a tour of everything first before you start buying things i ran out of money and i got a couple of the things on that i have i actually got later so it's a little bit cheating the pile that you see there so i got them later but uh, uh,
1: i'm gonna ask you about some things you got all right i got one in uh my hand right now one i, I was interested in actually i heard about this by kate so close closely is i your name i think so anyways from the blasted tree Mm-hmm. And very visual.
0: Yeah, it's a beautiful little chapbook by the blasted tree. Yeah, it's yeah, a man. visual poetry chapbook. Yeah.
1: Um, tell me one fact about this book.
0: One fact about one it? One fact. <laughs> like, I, I haven't started to go through them yet, so this is a, this is unfair. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: I don't know. I mean, it's...
1: Uh, well, I'll tell, I'll tell you a you fact. You tell me
0: if fact. He's got in front there's, of him, this um, is unfair.
1: There's a lot of them that are like strips of paper. Yeah. That reminds me of um, magnetic poetry you put on the fridge, like those, you know, oh, those Shakespeare poetry. Yeah, yeah. And um, there's, they're like overlaid in different ways, and some of them are, um, I don't know, they're they're arranged in a way that looks like an object. Like this one looks almost like an asterisk. This one um, it doesn't have a name, but. Or a page number So one of them And sort of beginning middle Looks like an asterisk
0: you go. Get your co- We'll put up the link to the Blasted uh, Tree site And also to Kate's chapbook If there's still any available I mean, I have just recently had a lovely experience With the Blasted Tree Because I won um, Kyle, the, uh, the, the guy who runs the press Had a, a, a Facebook uh, Flash Haiku Contest Which I won And he printed out uh, 80 copies of this cute little thing And he sent me a bunch of uh, little uh, broadsides and chapbooks to go with it. So that was quite lovely and uh so they and they're out of Albert he's out of Calgary, Alberta. Mm-hmm. So uh he, that's pretty neat. So but yeah, I, I'm I always love really uh well-made and interesting visual poetry um chapbooks and broadsides because it's not a common thing to publish them. Although it's getting more. I've seen mm-hmm. more of late. And Kate of course is part of Gapright Press, which is another interesting uh micro press as well. So mm-hmm.
1: And you also got um, this is a giant book, a few poetry by Gustav Morin.
0: Yeah, Gustav Morin it was actually. Oh, this
1: is awful visual. Yeah,
0: it's all it's all concrete poetry stuff, and it was um, it was at uh, Michael Castile's was selling it at uh, the Puddles of Sky table, so I picked it up. I love Gustav's work. We've we've published him an experiment. Oh, he does interesting collages, concrete poetry, typewriter poems. Yeah, he's uh, mm-hmm. and he's out of Windsor, so. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah, that's, uh, his book uh, on typewriter poems is uh, really, I can't remember the name of it right now. Clean Sales is the name of it, yeah. For some
1: of the listeners who may not know what visual poetry is or, or means, is there like a really quick, I don't know, explanation you can give of...
0: I think it's a deconstruction, it's often a deconstruction of text and turning it into an image. So that's usually, it's kind of, the idea is kind of... Um, in a way, it could be seen as a critique of uh, things like uh, advertising or propaganda okay. and things like that. That was one, one thing. It's been around for a, a long time, as as long as there have been cave drawings on the walls yeah. of being uh, concrete and visual poetry. It had a kind of a um, a heyday in the 60s and 70s with people like BP Nickel playing around. It can be handmade. It can be made um, with old technologies like photocopying and, and um. um say the typewriter, or it, can, or it can be made like I do with, uh, with uh, digital, digitally with programs like Photoshop. So there's, it's uh, something that exists all over the world. In Canada, we have a fair number of people, mm-hmm. uh, some in the States, and also in Europe, it's, it's uh, some too.
1: And does visual poetry always need to have words?
0: Well, that's, that's always a question. I mean, I, what I consider, to me, it doesn't. I mean, to me, visual poetry can include collage with or without words. Mm-hmm. Hiromi Suzuki does some interesting, from Japan, does some interesting collages where she'll sometimes take just a letter. Like, and that's not necessarily words either. It's like letters. Mm-hmm. I see it too as a close up of, of, um, of the graphical aspects of mm-hmm. text in a lot of ways. And, and I mean, also altered book arts, I consider to be part of visual poetry. Some people are going to disagree about these things. Right. There's a great book called The Last Vispo, which I highly recommend, which goes into different styles of visual poetry, including acemic writing, which is basically writing without uh, without uh, semantic meaning. So it's usually like alphabets that are um, made up alphabets, like Brian Gyson did these interesting calligraphy um, that wasn't... Um, it wasn't a like a recognizable alphabet and stuff mm. like that it was cool so shapes
1: it's, it's interesting when you get to the margins of some of some of these genres or, yeah. or art forms it's you know where do you where do you draw that you don't need to draw lines obviously but on the
0: on the paper and then you call it visual poetry right, right that's <laughs> like, where you draw the line <laughs> <laughs>
1: Ooh. I know, well,
0: you know, it's hot out there, you know.
1: (laughs) Well, visual poetry, it's like there's poetry, there's visual art, there's Mm -hmm. concept art, I would say, in some of these things. There's social commentary. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So we also, I also have, um, can you, the one chapbook I have in front of me, I always have trouble pronouncing Teresa's first name that she uses when she publishes. Can you do it for me?
0: I believe Shuqiao Yang. Okay. So yeah, I think so, but I can be corrected easily.
1: Beautiful looking book from baseline. Yeah. Um, I actually don't have it. I feel like I should have. And it's, though. I
0: don't think, I think there's, the, it's a the second uh, print and there were only like something like 12 copies made in the second print. And oh, really? So, yeah. So Such I think, a
1: tiny... Uh, yeah,
0: I'm not sure why the second, maybe they... 15. They sh- 15, 15, 15, okay, yeah, copies. for the second, I guess for uh, just for enough to make a reprint for... I'm not sure why but anyway there were a couple of copies left at the fair and i snapped it up because i've never i don't have any other um i has uh, teresa published any other uh chapbooks I don't think so. so this is quite and it's a really wonderful like i've read a few of them i've read a few of the poems already and i just love them already i mean i love her writing i'm always if i do see her writing on a, in um um a journal or an online journal i always uh I I always love it. So she's, I've heard her read here in Ottawa years ago now.
1: Yeah, she featured at, I think she featured at um, Blue Mondays once, and then she read at um, Ottawa Water launches.
0: Yeah, that's probably, but I mean, she doesn't live in Ottawa anymore, right? She lives in Toronto.
1: She lives in Windsor for a little while. She did uh, law school there. Okay. Yeah. um, This is a really nice looking book. I'm going to do a couple more. You got Margaret. Christakos here
0: yeah that was from Gap Riot and uh yeah I am oh, there a, we go I'm a fan of Margaret Christakos uh, very much and uh I I don't have all of her books and chapbooks but I have a lot the first one I read I think was uh through book thug as a reprint it was called apothecary I think and I just yeah. loved it I love her writing I love the way she plays around with narrative and uh so yeah I'm a big a lot fan of hyphens hers. in this interesting I haven't even opened <laughs> it yet that shows you how it's interesting the things that you you
1: notice. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just going with uh, one or two facts it's per, per vi- book. as a visual,
0: visual thing. Right well, away. I guess
1: when you first look at something, if I'm you know just kind of looking at it, the first thing you notice is the visual. But you also, I think, were attracted or there just happened to be a yep. lot of visual things going on at the last small press book fair.
0: Well, yeah, I tend to. I I also tend to um, look specifically for, for uh, things of that nature.
1: Yeah. And we got a copy of Illiterature, oh, yes. which sounded like an interesting project when I was kind of just yes. opening uh, it's up in this. It looks envelope? like an envelope. Yeah, yeah. it looks like a, it's like a hard envelope. Yeah, though, one that I it, love those
0: hard envelopes. Yes, you would get
1: like a CD, uh, an expensive CD, in back in the day. Maybe. Yeah,
0: yeah. So o- open that up and see what's inside. It's a lot of fun. Okay. You, so, oh, I've opened up all the. I already opened it up. Okay, so it's you okay.
1: So it's a lot of little poems. That looks mm-hmm. like. Like almost like fortune cookie, like <laughs> yeah. you take out the little flaps and you That's open it. it up and you have a little poem.
0: Yeah, it's quite, it's apparently Michael Castiles, who's the publisher of Puddles of Sky, he puts out, um, every, I don't know, like I guess every year, maybe, I'm not sure, it's not every, 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 um, like twice a year, but it's at least once a year literature and uh, they're always different every time uh, uh, there was one for found poetry all one was for like a kind of a graphic comic issue and he'll he'll have calls for submission and for this one I think he solicited small mm-hmm. poems by people that he was going to um, that he was going to turn into rubber stamps and actually Kate seclozy has one in there and she yeah, was telling me at the fair that uh, he had asked her for a visual poem and so she she realized she had to give him something that was quite minimal because he had to make a rubber stamp of it Right. So that's pretty neat I really, and it's just a, a really creative. I think he I don't remember how many copies of an issue he makes, but they're different every time. and I really love um, I think maybe this might have been one of my inspirations. His literature might have been one of my inspirations for my book of whimsy idea, mm. so because he really it's, it's quite neat that there's, it's a different thing every time and I try not to miss out on getting a copy of it. So
1: This is one interesting one I picked up. Um, Gabriel Bates. It's a twig snaps and then you open it up and then on one of the sides it says the silence. Interesting the way yeah. the visual, the visual and the meaning or the the words kind mm-hmm. of interplaying there.
0: Form and content.
1: Yeah, those are the words. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I haven't been playing soccer in the, this afternoon, so yeah, I, I, a, I, or never in my life actually. Just to a hot clarify.
1: Day. Oh, this is interesting. I've never heard of this. Train and Journal of Introduction. Yes. There's some uh, some names on here though that I am familiar with and that I that I enjoy. Can you tell me about this?
0: It's it's a new journal. I, the, I remember they were calling for submissions. I don't remember the name of the people running it. If I if edited I, by
1: D. W. Adams.
0: There you go. Oh, that's why I don't know. I don't know that person. But um, there were copies on the freebie table, and I picked I picked it up because uh, I know a lot of the writers too, like Sean Braun. For instance, Angel House Press published Sean, and Above Ground Press as well, and he's been to ottawa a few times for readings and um canada concrete he was here so um, there are other people in there too that i know so and they also have a they also have an online uh blog i think where they um where they also um post poems as well so
1: cool and this is new because it looks like it says one on it so i'm assuming
0: that means the first issue issue. yes
1: very cool um and yeah I'll do one more. One more. You got uh, Conyer Clayton's. Chapbook from Bird Buried Press.
0: Yeah, I cheated a little bit here because I ran out of money when I got to the Bird Buried Press table, much to my and I. I kind of did that thing where I was too shy to say, "Oh, I don't really have the money right now," or just like, "I want to get this." But so uh, Connie was the host of a of a reading a few days later at the Avant Garde Bar, and she had copies of her chapbook there, so I picked it up from her. But uh, yeah, it's a beautiful looking chapbook. It has to do with trees, and there's some gorgeous illustrations, and uh, it's. Uh, I think you would like this one actually are yeah. a lot yeah it was kind of kind of an environmental bent to it too and
1: do i like the environment
0: oh i didn't well I, as far as i <laughs> knew you did you you own a bunny named edward and another bunny whose name i forget so I well they're know. not
1: really environment as much as
0: uh well they're, pe- they're re- animals. animals are part of the environment well, i guess people are too then yeah, that's right do you, do you have <laughs> any plants
1: do i have any pl- i have lots of plants there yeah i do so you I notice have- there
0: are no plants in here
1: No, I did not notice that.
0: Well, there are no plants in here because I don't like commitment at all. And I once killed a cactus because I, it was on the balcony and it fell over and I didn't pick it up. This is, I'm not allowed to have plants.
1: (laughs) Well, um, we'll forgive you, I suppose.
0: Well, in the next life, I'll come back as a plant and I'll get what I deserve.
1: (laughs) All right. I think that's it for, oh, wait, 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 wait. Any interesting stories from the Small Paris Book Fair?
0: Interesting stories. Interesting from the conversations. Small well there are I mean lots of interesting conversations. One of the things that happens to me is that um I run Bywords and we have the Bywords table there and um people always come by uh a lot of times the people we've published in bywords and I have to pre- I don't always know who they are
1: mm-hmm. but
0: they seem like they know me so for the first few minutes I don't know who I'm talking to and then finally it, somehow it comes clear but it's always a bit of an awkward situation for me but I try to be friendly anyway and it's a nice opportunity too sometimes people don't even know that um, the bywords exist or that we have a calendar of events and mm-hmm. that's a great thing too or that they have a place especially the emerging poets uh. mm-hmm. but yeah I don't know uh, as far as interesting stories i mean i can't at this point remember any specifically um interesting story from the fair we always afterwards we go out usually to the james street pub and mm. we have a little bit of a it's kind of a nice post-mortem after the fair we sit around we have a few a few drinks and eat and as someone said we we spend the money that we we made right. at the fair which isn't great and, and the good thing about the james street pub is it's usually not very busy so like they were about that's 12, of, that's 12 that's the
1: worst 12, beer in ottawa well
0: well there you go <laughs> we, we we maybe we won't tweet uh, tag them on the on <laughs> well, like, but yeah as, i used to
1: live a block from there and you could you couldn't get me to to go there. Hmm great patio. Though. Well, I,
0: I wouldn't I wouldn't go there under normal circumstances but I do like
1: there's a tradition then. and must I keep do, up yeah.
0: Well it's, it's more I for me I just enjoy having the chance to sort of between the fair and then coming home there's a little bit of a chance just to kind of unwind. Like you said it was
1: quiet so you can chat.
0: Yeah it's quite nice and sometimes there are people who come from of town like Michael Castiles usually comes and mm. and then I like for instance I, d- I don't um I didn't talk to J.W. Curry at the fair so uh this time around so he was sitting close and got to hear his interesting conversations and stuff he's always interesting to listen to and yeah no it was a lot of fun I, I I love the fair I love the after bit if I'm not too exhausted sometimes I'm too exhausted it was it was a good it was another good event and I I feel like uh, we we actually did better uh, by Words Angel House Press and me uh, than we've done before at the at the fair That oh, we, yeah. we we not that that is the main reason that we're there but it's nice to see like people seem to spend money on uh little chapbooks which is good. nice yeah. Good.
1: Any um really flashy table designs any uh
0: not as flashy as the Inspiritus press table yeah, from a few works. years ago. Was it last year? They, I think. They, it was, yeah.
1: I think it was last summer.
0: Yeah, they yeah. they were, I remember they had like a. Yeah, they had like the videos and thing. yeah, it was it was go. No, I think it was it was pretty basic. I mean, I find a lot of the independent writers will sometimes go to the extra trouble of having things like uh, some kind of a, a a colorful board or something like that. And there's usually. Um, something like paper people selling um say um, paper handmade paper mm-hmm. and stuff like that a little bit uh th- oh I know um Tom Fowler was there selling his uh, his comic he he does comic bu- books and mm-hmm. he was there so that was a very colorful table and I'm not being a comic book person I didn't even I feel I always feel bad it's like but I know I'm not going to spend any money at that table because I just don't I don't have any any knowledge or I wouldn't yeah not really any interest in most comic book stuff so i just kind of didn't go over there but he looked like he people looked like they were quite interested in his stuff too that was quite different from uh, a guy named colin white used to come all the time he's an illustrator Mm -hmm. who makes beautiful pieces of um like um drawings of uh and paintings of uh, like places in ottawa like chinatown and convenience stores he wasn't there this time but he used to be a regular so uh
1: all right. Well, that was the small press book fair, yeah. and maybe we won't spend as much time on the other events you've been to, but no. you have been to some. So why don't you give me a Cole's notes version on uh, oh, some of these? Cole's you saw Thompson <laughs> Highway.
0: Oh yeah, at the I'm,
1: LAC. What's the LAC? The Library and Archives oh, of yes.
0: Canada. Yes. But um, I yeah Thompson Highway. Now I've never, um, I've actually never read any of his writing before, oh, yeah? but um, which is strange. But um, I've heard of him, and I've always heard that he was an interesting person so I wanted to go and that was a fantastic talk. He, uh, the uh, Guy Bertium, who's the chief librarian there, he, he uh, and Thompson Highway had a conversation and Thompson was just great. He was engaging, he was funny, he was, um, he was very humble and, and I, I, I enjoyed it. It was a really lovely event. He came again with a group, oh, there were a group of other um, indigenous writers but I didn't go and I don't remember mm-hmm. the name of the other writers but I went to that one. It was excellent.
1: All right, tell me about Tree with Kanye, Clayton, Nathaniel La- Short, La Rochette and Sherry Lynn Haynes.
0: Right, that was the second last tree. The last mm-hmm. one was with Rob. We'll um, get there, we'll and, get there. Uh, okay, okay, fine. So this one, it was the second last one. It's um, at the Happy Goat now, and um, Co- Connie did a, a set and uh, well part of a set and then she invited Nathaniel up and he played music while she uh, while she read again i love i love their the, the two of them together the, we'll talk about an event coming up that features them in a little while um and, and connie's poems are very are, she, they're very interesting i really like her work um then um Lynn Haynes who i've i've actually only heard read at open mics before did a full set she also had a musician accompany her for some of them. and she's great she she's a performer like she she really mm-hmm. does she she um she 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 entertained the audience. She was very comfortable on the stage, and uh, it was a lovely event, and the happy goat is nice, and tree is, is very welcoming. I think the space works for them very well.
1: And sawdust. Uh, we had a recent interviewee performed there. That's might. right,
0: Manahil Bandukwala, and and also Margot Lapierre, who we uh, we haven't um, we haven't interviewed yet. She's in Toronto now, but she's a Bywords selector. So, and mm. Manahil's been published by Bywords uh, a few times now. In fact, the current issue features her. So, yeah, I always love Manahil's work, and I was glad to hear her uh, hear her read again. Interesting poems, a lot of which I know at this point because I'm very familiar with her work, which I was glad to hear and she she also was um, displaying and selling some of her artwork because she's also an artist, so that mm-hmm. was neat. Margot Lapierre is a mesmerizing reader. She read from her book "Washing Off the Raccoon Eyes" by Guernica, which she also read from a tree earlier. Was it last year? I can't remember when, but not that long ago. And but she also read some new work, and it was extremely um, strong and personal work. So um, yeah, I was I was really impressed with Margot's work as well. And, yeah, I said she's a byword selector already. So that was and that's at the at Bar Robo. That's a nice. Mm-hmm. And again, Sawdust is also. Um, I mean, it's just such a lovely uh, reading series. Uh, Jennifer is quite uh, great. Uh, the other the other one at Sawdust was Monty Reed and Allie Duff. Now you ha- have you met Ali Duff yet? I have um, not. She is a great. Uh, she's. She, I met her first on Art uh, Poetry Walk. The last one and we was at the Glebe during basically the rain, and we ended up in the Arrow and the Loon Pub for most of it. But yeah, she's new to Ottawa. She's from Newfoundland. She's she oh, she's, she's from in a, Newfoundland.
1: Yeah, I should she, ask her for place uh, advice for my trip next month.
0: Ask her, yeah, for sure. And and then um, so she uh, she's uh, also a musician, and I think she's even done some stand up comedy. So she's a really interesting oh, cool. person. And her reading was fantastic. She
1: um, was it funny? It uh,
0: it wasn't as not as it actually uh, there were a couple of poems that were funny, but a lot of the poems were. Um, she's doing a, um, I guess a, writing a manuscript about uh, the life of um, oh there it's just gone out of my head the daughter of a fairy famous person <laughs> it was na- oh that one. damn it well okay she, her, she okay no i i, I can't Do you
1: remember I, the famous person's name
0: i don't remember anyone's name oh my god that's so funny give me um, a rough year well i think i think it's it's, it's sort of like maybe in the in the uh in the early 1900s or so. anyway i someone I, I i could have easily just said was easily. it lord
1: byron's daughter
0: what is her name Lucy? I don't know. Lucy? I'm just, I know. Okay, I'm sorry Allie, I have forgotten I'm just everything. With you. That's really funny. I, I, I don't know now. Well, I'm 54. I have an excuse. You don't if you forget things. So that's fine. and then Monty also read read um, Monty Reed also read and he was he was great. He read from uh, one of the things he's been working on for some time is um um about the sort of living near um and sort of oh, yeah. So sort of poems about in, called intelligence I think and other other poems too that he read really good again he he uh, he gave me poem shiver because he read um He, uh, one of the poems he read had this line that just really got me, which I can't remember now. And Jennifer gave this introduction to him where she sang this song. Um, It was like a parody of it, not parody, but it was based on another song. Don't ask me the title of anything, but it was really, really great. I mean, she's got an amazing voice and and so it was, it was impressive. It was a lot of fun.
1: Did he read any more of those poems about like bacteria oh, inside yeah, of you yeah i
0: can't remember if you read any from that this time around but i love those but it's kind of cre- they're totally creepy but i love those i i hope that that manuscript ends up becoming a book sometime so soon so that i can refer to them and get creeped out they're fantastic yeah <laughs> tell
1: me about the next wave launch that was at poor boy i want to say
0: it was it poor boy um i was hosted by um the publisher jim johnstone and um it, the next wave is an anthology that's just come out um, is it through Palimpsest that that's come out? I think so. I have Maybe. it in the, it's somewhere over there on my shelves. I have a lot
1: of things on your shelf. I
0: have a lot of things, and those are not. That's just the tiny shelf. That's not even the big shelf. But um, yeah, so um, it um, the people who read were Ben Ladouceur, Linda Besner, Nyla Matuk, and Katrina Wright, and that was a yeah, that was a great. What they did is, uh, it was a good idea actually. They they asked uh, first of all they asked people. Um, uh, the, the readers to also read a poem by someone else in the anthology. Mm-hmm. And the other thing they did was, uh, it, Jim did in the end was ask uh, if anyone from the audience who, who wanted to read from, and so Nina Jane came up and read and I think someone else read as well. Oh, Connie came up and read as well poems from the anthology that they liked. So that was yeah. a that was a good... And th- that may have been a tradition they're going to continue. But the anthology, I haven't started to go through. I mean, basically, if you're very familiar with the current scene, people who've had books published, like one, just one or two books published in the last few years, it's kind of like... In a way, it's almost like uh, 30 under 30. Some of the people may be a little older, but it's like that mm-hmm. only... People have had more things published. I have already seen at least one review. For instance, Kayla Tzaga is in that, and and mm-hmm. she's got a she got a really good review. Someone said they'd never read her work before. Oh, so, really? so yeah. So a few. There's a few overlap. But again, of course, um, other than Ben, there are no other Ottawa writers no. in there. But
1: uh, <laughs> so it's a lot of like people who are newer, but but also they've established. also had books yeah. published.
0: That uh, they've at least had one book published. Like um, okay, like. Ben who I keep thinking must have more than that because he's done so a lot well of chapbooks if, too, yeah yeah well yeah. a lot of chapbooks but he's also like he's he's gotten such a acclaim for his uh writing and deservedly so we, we published a chapbook of his for Angel House Press many years ago mm-hmm, now a decade ago alert
1: yes I bought that actually from him hooray <laughs> way back when
0: way back when a decade ago
1: I can't believe it's been that long it has Oh, boy. All right. Uh, what else did you go do? You went to The Final Tree with Tannis McDonald and Rob McLennan?
0: Yes, I did. And that was nice. That was that, that was that, um, again, that was that uh, the Happy, happy goat. goat. And uh, Tannis, who I've never met in person before, she was, she was great. She was very playful. She plays a lot of word games and she was also launching, well... She's the editor of an anthology called Gush, which is about um, menstruation and stuff, so that was fun. She read a couple of those. She read one, mm-hmm. her poem and it was great fun. Rob read from a, a chapbook that, uh, that uh, is a recent chapbook of his, and, and both of them were good. I remember it was a lovely evening, yeah, and it was it was a good way to end for the summer. Although It's funny, uh, it always seems like uh, you know, tree ends now in June and then resumes again in September and I was thinking, oh, what a shame. It's not going to start up again until September. September is really close and, yeah. you know, they need a break. I think it's only fair that they get a little time off. Pace is a little slower. And mm-hmm. It's fine. But I always feel a little bit like, huh, why are they ending now? You know, Because I know I miss it, but uh, it's good.
1: I cited Tannis McDonald in my MA thesis.
0: Oh, what for? I
1: don't remember. Theory <laughs> of... I, it was about like... Um, Co-creation of meaning by like, subject slash poet and environment. So what? whatever she wrote that related to that would have been what I probably cited.
0: I see. She teaches at uh, Wilfrid Laurier these days, but oh, yeah. I th- she's from out west. So yeah,
1: yeah. She I, th- I believe she actually also did her MA at Uvic. For her PhD. Oh,
0: well, there you go yeah but yeah. we also we also um she and her partner John and I had dinner before the reading so at uh, at uh, the Hindenburg uh public, public house. house yes yeah. we did and that was quite nice so that was a lovely awesome. experience because we never met in person I like to if I get the chance I should have probably asked her to do an interview but of course yeah, <laughs> where's okay. my brain I don't think of that well I just wanted to socialize and have dinner. So we did that and it was fun. And
1: then you went to the small press book fair pre-reading.
0: Yeah, that's right. And those, the people who read there, well, we had um, Ian Martin who, um, that uh, he's launching his chapbook um, uh, from Angel House Press and then Kate Siklosi read, Stan Rogel, Manahil read, again, and David Alexander, Bruce Gettys were the readers at that fair, at the pre-fair. And that's at the Carlton Tavern, traditionally upstairs uh, with the darts and uh, the courts. Yeah, and the trophies and the courts. Yeah.
1: and you went on a wild herb walk yeah
0: that was really neat it was part of the Ottawa. i don't belong or i'm not a member of the ottawa tea guild although i don't know if you if you have well you don't have to join to attend their event so it was it was uh with uh um, herb, herbologist and uh, forager named amber westfall and it was at the fletcher wildlife garden which is an um the um, experimental farm it was quite went, lovely i went there with a dear friend and we um basically went there with a deer Yes, a deer, a deer friend named Bambi, and no, quite no.
1: quite a wild walk. In. Yeah, it
0: was quite a wild time the deer and I had, <laughs> and uh, the we uh, the deer and I ate some of the things we were told to eat, so that was good. good we good. You got to try, I think, uh, linden linden leaves and uh, a couple of other plants. We learned that stinging nettles and fire ants have the same chemical that make them uh, do that. To, stingy thing. so mm. the same kind of acid or whatever and yeah it, it was just a really interesting thing at the end of the um afternoon we had, uh, the um, organizer had brought some iced tea with like a stinging nettle and lemon and um a sage and it. it was really nice it was quite delicious so it was just fun to walk around and uh and learn a lot about um the types of um sort of edible and medicinal, medicinal herbs and things like that like uh there was uh a, a one that was just it's really common I can't remember whether it might have been like called plantain. It's a very wide, um, flat leaf that grows on the like almost anywhere. And if you if you use it with a little bit of spit, you can uh, stop like bee stings and uh, mosquito bites and things like that. Apparently, so that's kind of fun to know how um, mm-hmm. how much. And, and I mean to be able to uh, that this this woman was really interesting too. She has a whole business where she um, gives workshops and uh, advice on using herbs and things, and she. Um, Thank <laughs> you. She was talking about like taking, I can't remember what, maybe it was different types of flowers from some of the trees, like elder flowers maybe, and frying mm-hmm. them up and stuff like that. Like it just, it was cool. Like, it's like most of my, most of the food I eat is like bought in packages from the grocery store. So it's it was a nice thing. I mean, I love tea and things like that. So I'm interested. Mm-hmm. I'm mostly a black tea person, but. And where was it? It was um, at yeah, sort of in the back of the experimental farm. It was at oh, the right. experimental farm and just like a Red Cross from where Carlton is. You know, oh, cool. That, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice. It's Fletcher Wildlife Garden, it's called there. It's a.
1: And you went to one other reading at Avant Garde. What was that for?
0: So uh, yeah, Stuart Ross uh, was organized the reading to um, launch, I guess, launch um, or to have an Ottawa launch for a Feed Dog publication. His, uh, which is the um, imprint of um, a- from Anvil that he's running. So Steve Venwright had his, uh, I guess, a selected. Uh, I can't remember the name of the book. I have the book. It's it's quite good. Actually, it's just over there on my shelf. With, <laughs> but um, and also Jamie Forsyth read and um, Stuart read as well, and Connie Clayton hosted. It was a great. It was a great. The avant garde is such a it's such an interesting place. I haven't actually been there since Inwards used to host their meetings oh, no. there, which I is a long time ago. I went there recently
1: for the first time in a
0: number of years. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's a fun space. Like it's just it's just an odd bar i i used to go i was just t- i was telling everybody at the reading by way of small talk because i don't know what to say to people when i'm at these things but about how i used to go to that space when it was a when it was a cafe called the steaming bean when i oh, went yeah. to ottawa u like that's like in the the late 80s you know so oh, yeah. um i loved and it was it was kind of had a similar kind of uh, different like sort of an indie vibe and this has mm-hmm. this they always have um like 80s pop music playing and they have all this interesting Russian art. When I was in there,
1: they were uh, playing a ballet and then they moved into the the weird pop music. Yeah. There
0: you go. I mean, it was. It was by the end they were playing like dance music, and they have this back room. It would have been easy for those who actually were so inclined to just get up and and start dancing. But and they, apparently they have a really good selection of vodka. So oh, which yes, I did not. They
1: do a very large selection of vodka.
0: So I did not avail myself of that, which I would love to, but I have to be a little careful with my with my vodka, my childhood drink of vodkas. So.
1: Yeah, I asked him like, "What do you recommend?" Because i never drink vodka, and he's like, "He's like, we only have good vodka." here we don't have any bad oh it's all good no smirnoff is what he told me that's right okay well that doesn't help me but i'm glad to know you only have the good vodka
0: yeah really because what are they supposed to say they also have some (laughs) really interesting food too like i had this smoked salmon and it was it was quite tasty Mm -hmm. so it was a nice it was a nice event and um I got to chat with different people like Michael Dennis and his wife Kirsty and uh, um, Nina Jane and a few other people were there. So it was, I mean it was a nice turnout. It wasn't a huge turnout, but it was pretty good for just a few days after the fair. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was all, it's always great. I Steve Venwright, he's wonderful. Like he um, he's a really interesting person. He's like I think I consider him to be one of the most whimsical poets uh, in Canada. He mm-hmm. does a lot of he does a lot of wordplay. A lot of kind of he plays around a bit even when he's like before the audience. He, can't out necessarily tell has he started the reading yet or not like he's playing some kind of an interesting mind game with us all but he's he's funny I really like him I highly cool. recommend his writing he does a lot like he he has a whole um section of a book on spoonerisms that's really hilarious if you like those kind of, I'm a palindrome person so I uh, and I I told him my favorite spoonerism ten years ago when I met him for the first time which is I made this up myself. Uh, Is a hard pour corn. That's my favorite spoonerism. (laughs) So you go. Don't groan too loudly there, but that's it.
1: All right. Well, those are your events.
0: Yeah. Should we take a little, do you want to take a little break now? or Do you want
1: to ask me about my events?
0: Oh, yes. Oh, we should do that. I apologize. I've, what What have you been doing with your time? Well, well then,
1: since you asked.
0: <laughs> since I finally asked.
1: Um, I went to a variety of events the past six weeks or so. Um, I'll start with poetry. I did the hybrid heaven launch.
0: Right, which is um, just before the tree reading. Yeah, the last few.
1: So they're launching Emily Chernoff's book and then J.C. Bouchard's book. I bought Emily Chernoff's book, and Is I it already Emily Shernov, or
0: Maxine?
1: MLA. Oh, MLA. MLA. I don't know what. Uh... Oh, that
0: was Maxine. Oh, yeah. what? I don't know. I wasn't there, so okay. yeah. Double checking. A, I think it's
1: the initial. It goes M, like the letters MLA. Okay. Yeah, I think. Okay. Um. So yeah, I bought that book, and I already had J.C.'s book, so I yeah. didn't buy it again. Um. Good. Pl- good choice. <laughs> <laughs> um. Who else read? There was Lauren Turner. I believe what okay. her name is. And um, a guy from Ottawa who like tells funny short stories. Um, I forget his name.
0: I don't, I don't think we have anyone like that well, in Ottawa. Well, we do, but he, <laughs> uh,
1: he, I don't think he normally comes to events, but.
0: Interesting. He knows cool. the
1: press, so they, they had him uh, perform well, there. We'll,
0: we'll try to look up and find out who, who the mystery uh, short story, funny short storyteller person is.
1: And there's also one more reader. I want to say Catherine is her name. She read fiction as well. And so, yeah, that was at Pressed. Okay. And then the other poetry event I went to was uh, Mallory Tater and Curtis LeBlanc's book launches. Yeah, at, I went
0: to go to that too.
1: It was at Beyond the Pale. It was a, a nice brewery.
0: Is that like city center?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't think they've had a, I don't think they've had a poetry event there no, before. No, I know. I, I, yeah. It was kind of funny. It was on like a, like a. Like a Wednesday or like a Monday, I forget what day of the week it was, but like in the middle of the reading, a bunch of people came in on a pub crawl, <laughs> <laughs> and apparently it was a bunch of teachers, and they had just uh, I don't know, they were coming. It. it was were it they was rowdy? Fun. They were pretty good after oh. it was. We I, we took a bit of a longer break to like let them settle and you know kind of move move along because it's not a huge space and then no. when you get you know 20 people come in out of nowhere, it's <laughs> takes up the space right <laughs> um but uh, curtis and mallory are good sports about it they had, well, a, nice. they had a laugh um, and i know mallory is a, is a teacher as well so i think she had some she related, sympathy she for, related. Yeah, for the teachers finish just finishing Me. up the school year um, i got both their books i haven't read them yet all um, so right
0: i have a lot of books i haven't read yet either obviously oh yeah. clearly
1: and they did a huge tour for their books so they went out east as well i started i think they started in bc or if not isn't that sure where of... they are yeah they, they live in, in vancouver in so i'm was there, from though.
0: here this area though. yes that's
1: true her family was there
0: yeah
1: yeah she's from uh just a town just outside of ottawa
0: she we we had we tried once for bywords to have um a secondary school poetry contest in conjunction with the writers uh-huh. festival but we had no contacts to speak of so we had very we didn't have a huge number of entries but i think i remember she may have come in second or something oh, she, yeah. and i was i remember being already blown away by her writing like it was really uh-huh. great so but uh either second or first i apologize if i'm forgetting but um yeah so and she's she's had work published in bywords as well early oh, yeah. from early on so i'm really pleased to see her it was she book very well. well She's another book coming and out She's too. got a novel coming a novel, out. Yeah. yeah, I'm really pleased. And Curtis too, they sound like they're doing a really good job with Rohila's Ghost Press too. And yeah, I'm happy. That sounds great. So
1: yeah, so good I saw stuff. that. Um, it was a Thursday, I remember, because I could work from home the next day, because the next day was Friday.
0: Oh, do you have, are you off Friday? You have a uh, no, some but, Friday time?
1: Well, Friday is a bit more lenient mm-hmm. uh, where I work. Um, so sometimes I work from home on Fridays and just kind of
0: monitor the situation well it's
1: <laughs> you can sleep in a little bit longer you know so if you're at a little later drinking it's a little less of a big deal than if it was every day anyway we don't get to get into all of that with my working from home we we'll ta- <laughs> we'll tag right? your your, yeah.
0: your boss and the-, the cra
1: yeah yeah, yeah sure <laughs>
0: that's a good idea no we won't do that sorry uh
1: so i also went to a lot of festivals i went to jazz fest was Ooh. it last
0: weekend or weekend before in
1: montreal mm-hmm. i saw oh, montreal oh, I saw nice. bonobo who's uh, one of my favorites it was the jazz fest. There is quite an event. There's yeah. a lot of free concerts outside. There's just lots of people. It was so hot mm-hmm. to start of that uh, when I start was there on the Thursday. But it was really cool though. Um, uh there's some there's a lot of there's so many ottawa festivals in such a short period of time i know and
0: they always for me they always happen just like like the fringe festival is just before the small press fair and i love the fringe like i've been to a few but i can't i don't have time to go because i usually have to
1: yeah i just went to one did i talk about it last time i forget
0: which what is which was it
1: i saw a play it was like two people playing 12 characters all together
0: i don't remember you talking about that last time
1: oh anyways well that's kind of what it was okay (laughs) The issue I was like two people playing six characters and characters each like trying to get the differentiation between all the characters and everything. Yeah, that's it's, difficult. Oh, it was like I I could really notice like two or three different right. differences.
0: When you're at a if you go to see a play, are you also um, because you're writing you 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 start your writing place you. Mm-hmm do you kind of analyze the uh, what just instead of just watching it for entertainment are you kind of looking at everything related to plays as a, as a writer or as mm. well do you do that or can you More, set I, that aside
1: what the what hasn't changed is i've always been hugely critical of dialogue mm-hmm. in dialogue's movies, hard in plays and yeah. everything i'm a i'm a big uh, I make a lot of sarcastic comments either in my head or out loud about oh. bad dialogue in in, um, in plays and movies and TV shows. But the thing that I've noticed more since I've been more since I worked on plays is um, I noticed more things like the staging and the mm-hmm. directing. And just just from chatting with directors and producers and stage managers and those types of people, I just pick up more on more of it, I guess, more of appreciation for it. Right. In lighting and that kind of stuff
0: yeah no that's important i now that i'm i'm writing this novel i'm, I'm noticing all kinds of things in 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 books i'm reading and even watching a tv show i will notice the scenes and the changes uh, of scenes and how they do it and yeah, so it becomes important. Dialogue is one of the reasons why I didn't want to write fiction for years. Dialogue's
1: it's, really hard. The thing, hard. the interesting thing about the Fringe is it's a it's a based on a lottery, so it's it's not like it's curated. So you you you, you and I could write like a play right now, write it in Let's an hour, submit try, yeah. it, and then you pay a fee. Yes. And then if it gets picked, you get to go on.
0: And then you hopefully recover the, your fee through yeah. admissions, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. And hopefully you make money. So that's the interesting thing about the Fringe. It's very. Um, Guerrilla, I guess. Yeah, in a way. It's, yeah. It's and it's a concept socialist. that
0: exists in other places too. Yeah, it's like all it's all the over code. the world, and yeah, like exactly. Scotland has. I guess is the most well-known is fringe festival. No, oh, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, that, I don't know why. I've been to a few. Jessica Rurano did a, a directed a play uh, a number of years ago, and it was fantastic. It was kind of a one-woman show. It was mm-hmm. a actress. I think it had to do with Sappho. It was, it was marvelous. Uh, yeah. that was a uh, good and then I saw another one that was just horrendously bad. I don't even remember.
1: <laughs> she actually organized a spoken word stage one year at the fringe that I was on. That was about ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, I saw that. Um a lot of festivals. I saw Dragon Boat some of Dragon Boat Fest. Oh, yeah. I saw Any
0: some of West. Yeah, I went there's to lots of good music both, I think.
1: Yeah, I went and stood on the hill and watched some of um Oh man, I'm having a senior's moment like mm-hmm. you were having earlier. Yeah, and uh, we're neither
0: one of us are seniors, so <laughs>
1: that's true. I'm
0: having a men a perimenopausal moment. That's almost the same. I am a,
1: a sun a sun moment, uh, <laughs> too much sun moment. Nice. Uh, a band from the East Coast. Yeah, they're good. They're they're they were had more. Pop, they're more popular. Like Winter Sleep. That's oh, it. Winter Sleep. Okay. More popular like ten years ago. I was trying to say. Uh, yeah, no, Everything seems good. to
0: be more popular ten years yeah, ago. Yeah, that's, that's the
1: theme of today. Um, <laughs> Glow Fair was cool. It's uh, this is the third yeah. year I think it was. Yeah. It's gotten a bit better every year. It was. It was kind of funny actually. There's you go on the you know the first seven blocks i want to say short blocks not very much and there's a lot of cool things happening there was a drag show i think this time or a burlesque or maybe both uh, i don't think they had that previous years which is very interesting to see just like out in the street yeah like, it's nice, nice um and then there was like a lot of like gymnastic type of mm, things it's going like a on circus almost yeah anyway. yeah there's a lot of just like i don't know different and there's also live painting too this one um
0: neat I like their silent uh, dancing yeah, that they do yes, that seems disco. you see people and then that be I saw the first time I ever saw that was at Glowfair before I started seeing it in movies and stuff yeah. like that It became kind of hip but uh it's such a neat idea, is, a way yeah. to get around sort of the, the noise, rules. Yeah, and, and don't they, like, I was surprised, like the first year uh, Charles and I wandered around, we thought, well, we shouldn't go until late because, you know, it's fair, so I mean, you have to wait till it's like glowing. And it was 11 o'clock and everything was done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like, um, but
1: glowing, well, night, The thing is, summertime? you know, I had a lot of like cool looking light things too. Yeah.
0: That
1: kind of stuff. But you get to, right at Gloucester, the block before... Um, Laurier, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden it goes from like a mixed mixture of people busy but not like elbow to elbow or anything like a lot of people but then all of a sudden like out of nowhere there's this walls of like 12 year olds everywhere like okay. all in like large groups and it's like chaos <laughs> and i don't know what happens at gloucester street but it's just like there's
0: a school there but i mean it wouldn't just, be out at night
1: there's you know? like yeah there was like a we we're there like 9 30 i want to say yeah. 10 it was pretty pretty late but and then there's like a there's a a stage there and we were like maybe someone really famous was there like really famous for that like that, age, that group. age group we tried to like we went we crossed <laughs> the street we pushed through a little bit we're like wait this is obviously not worth it' we're, we're, I was very curious to see what's happening but I was like this is this feels yeah, this is awful it's there was no one over the age of like 14. it was bizarre <laughs> and then you walked back you know a few steps and then we got back to the safe confines of you know
0: adulthood <laughs> adults
1: yeah and it was it's very odd um
0: and you never did find out what the no
1: I didn't actually I meant to Google it but I forgot
0: why um, Why are 12 year olds hanging around at glow fair I,
1: yeah so might not
0: want to google it quite like that i don't <laughs> yeah. know
1: so I, I went to another i went to an art battle too but i've talked about that enough in the past and i went to a talk back i was i don't know if i was i, I don't think i talked about that last time i don't recall a talk, talk back it was for the play um me and uh, the actors the director were or csr put on a talk back for us to talk back to the audience who wanted to ask us questions.
0: Oh, that's interesting. How did that go? Um, did anyone show? People did show. <laughs> okay. it,
1: we had two sessions. They were very, They're both quite small, like, you know, like five to eight people mm. each time. Um, but, yeah, they had a lot of questions and chatted a little bit after. About,
0: well, what kind of questions did they ask?
1: Um, there were some questions about, like, site-specific theater because it was a, site, yeah. a site-specific play. did it at a park, yeah. Yeah. Um, and... It's kind of funny because the producer whose whose theater company it is wasn't there, but the, the director and her work very closely and he, you yeah. know, he can give the, the stump speech of from the theater company's point of view. Whereas I'm more of like, a I don't know, more of a shit disturbing, like, well, is this really site? like, you know, like, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what makes it site specific or not. And I kind of got into a little <laughs> um, had a back and forth with with one of the people about what, what makes it site-specific.
0: Well, that's interesting. I mean, if that, at least, if everyone's all on the same, is all saying the same things and agreeing, then it's not that interesting. Like, it's yeah, more interesting true. if there's some thought and different different ways of thinking about things. Yeah, and they asked
1: me about the writing process. And what I oh. found kind of interesting is people would direct questions about characters of the script to the actors. Oh, interesting, And they would just, yeah. like, be like, either... They would just either they would direct it back to me, or if it was like I wasn't, if it was like one on one, they would just like answer. But it's do they they realize that they didn't? The actors don't write the script. Like yeah, I, wrote the script. I guess
0: they have to embody the character though. So I mean, certain you know, like yeah, it's, sometimes it's confusing when you're when you're watching um, people act. You really. Um, to s- differentiate them from the role, right? Like, so yeah. it makes because like, they were asking,
1: like, why did the creative you creative process? Why did you say this or why did this happen? Because yeah, really, he and, told like, me to. Exactly. He's like, well, <laughs> yeah, why yeah. aren't you asking me that? Yeah,
0: really. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> anyway,
1: uh, yeah. I where that was, where was that held? It was at Art House Cafe. Oh, okay. Um, on Somerset between Bay and yeah. Lion. Like- no, no, not between Bay and Lion. Right off Bay
0: yeah I like I like that cafe yeah
1: it's nice I wish it was bigger
0: I wish it was bigger and, and, and not like little rooms yeah and it's stuff, hard to have uh,
1: like a performance there
0: but yeah that would be like I, I I can't imagine it being a good space for a reading no, or anything but they so. have music there too and they have all kinds of things there they have like play nights they, they have yeah. um, they they have live they have they have where you can paint uh, you can you uh, do drawings so they have nude uh, drawings and so really? like yeah they have like they put up curtains so that people can't see in and they they have live model like live that. nude models and they, it's a very creative space it's kind of like they're taking over what the daily grind used to be Only yeah, it are. feels like the same vibe to it's me. very and,
1: close to it's just like a block away yeah yeah, was, yeah. exactly
0: I, I for i go through phases where I, i'm a bit of a regular at a at a at a cafe, and I was a bit of a regular there for, daily for the beginning of the summer. No, Fort the Road daily run. I was I was a regular there the whole time it was around. I would I met you there. I met a lot of people there. It was because it's really close to right, here, right. so I would I would meet. In fact, I think you and I were there just before it burned down. like yeah, we Chris were. Johnson and I were there just before it burned down. So, yeah, still, and that space is still empty. Although it they've is. got a application to turn it into commercial and residential spa- com- okay. combo, which is there. what it was before. I think. Too. Yeah all right yes. those are my
1: events Amanda this Good. has been a long segment but it I has. think our next one's gonna be shorter
0: yes, do, you, do we take a break or do Just you let's have... take a quick break all yeah. right we're taking a quick break right now <clears throat> For our next section I think we'll we'll talk about current and recent reads all right sounds like a flat what, what are you currently or what have you recently read I see yeah, I... he's holding a book with dog ears
1: yes. Uh, I have. I, this time, though, because I put too many dog ears in the last ones, then it got confusing as I was trying to flip through it. I only put a few this time. But I was. I read uh, Aaron Robin songs. Red Cosmology.
0: And that's published by Book Thug, right? Yes.
1: And um, one of the things that is interesting is the cover. And my partner asked me what it was, and I was like, oh, I don't know what it is, but there's a helpful note in, in, this, uh, in this book about what the cover is. Is and it is. Oh my goodness, where did it go? The dog oh, there gone. It is gone. There it is. <laughs> it's a chromatogram by chemist Friedlip Ferdinand. And which are self-forming images, the result of organic and inorganic compounds combined on filter paper and exposed to sunlight.
0: Interesting. Yeah, when I first saw it, I thought it was a mandala. Well, the first time I, I encountered it, you know, a mandala, which is a, I've it's heard a, the word like um, sacred uh, geometry. It's oh. uh, different. to religions and uh, groups use them for various reasons, but uh, I, thought I thought it was, it was like fun. a jellyfish. It looks like all those things, so <laughs> it's a good choice for a cover. Yeah,
1: cool. Um, and it's very fitting because. One of the things that struck me about this book was the, I say, eco sensuality. Yes. That it's good word. very like it just feels like it's dripping. It feels like the body and the earth and everything is sort of just like I don't know exploding together. Um, and the the quote, uh, there's a quote. or What's that? What's that called? in the beginning epigraph. of the book. Yeah.
0: Epigraph. Uh, I have I to mix epigram and epigraph up, but graph is the quote, and epigram is like the short, pithy little statement. Yes.
1: By Heraclitus from Fragments, souls take pleasure in becoming moist.
0: Yummy. The, <laughs> yes. Some epi- people say moist is the most hated word in the English people language. People do
1: not like that word. I
0: don't know why not. I like A friend of mine used to run a, a magazine called Moist, and it was a delicious magazine. <laughs> it was an erotic magazine, it, admittedly. It was quite good.
1: Uh, yeah, so... Let me see if I can have a couple examples of what I mean. By uh, echo
0: sensuality?
1: Yeah. It's a poem called Sequences. Spring was coming. It came. It had come. It explodes everywhere, of course. Pieces fly. Hors d'oeuvres are derving around that the sexual act is in time what the tiger is in space. Well, so well, that's an example, I guess.
0: It's got a lot of action-y. It's action Yes, action-y.
1: it is very action-y. Um,
0: Notice the technical terms we're using here. Don't try this at home.
1: <laughs> uh, language uh, is it's meant to be
0: actually, and
1: <laughs> actually, she does that too. She like makes new words. She uh, coins
0: neologisms.
1: Yeah, she she does. Uh, here's another part, and it's also she's also kind of funny with with this this sort of like bodily bodily um, mixture with with the earth. She says one the one of the. One of the poems talks about, um, there's like, talks about like a bird's anus or something. And then it's uh, later on in the poem, she says, um, I don't bleach my asshole, I gold leaf it. It's just like <laughs> kind of funny. Yeah, too. it's
0: feisty too, in a way. It right? Is, like, it's a yeah. feisty kind of um, reaction to uh, that sort of thing.
1: And oh, there's, cool. There's yeah, I read
0: of- that book too, but it's been some time since I read it. I know that I remember I enjoyed it.
1: There's a lot of uh, word play too, like word associations. Also, did you ever hear um, that game people play when you read a fortune cookie and then add the word in, in bed, bed after? Yeah, yeah. She, she does like, she does a bunch of inbeds in in one of the poems, which is kind of funny.
0: It's cute.
1: Yeah, it is. Um, and one of the other interesting things about this book is there's a lot of like imported phrases. So she has this whole list of notes at the very end and tells you a page they're they're on and what she did is she italicized things that are that were taken from other texts like and then she cites them in the notes at the end so it's not like a foot I like it better than the footnotes because it doesn't draw you out as much okay yeah. you, can, you can check and it's very easy to see it says the page number where the quotes from and it's the italicized words um so that was that was interesting and some of the influences I that I pick up in here there's a couple of Lisa Robertson quotes and I and I was when I was reading it I was like oh yeah there's you
0: recognize that well also
1: she Lisa Robertson blurbed it so nice um and yeah um and then also naked poems there's a section here that has these these um poems that are a few a few lines each or one line each and they're kind of at the bottom of the of the page like an
0: homage to phyllis webb yeah. So that, yes. we were just talking about exactly. that on the podcast with cameron so exactly. you you're looking at this you said well i've just heard about that yeah, exactly
1: <laughs> so, and it's at the top of my mind right yes um so, there's also a, a couple of, like, chants I thought were interesting. And she's from Cortez Island, which mm-hmm. is a, a very small island off the coast of Vancouver Island. Yeah, yeah. And um, when you're in spaces like that, when I've been in spaces like that anyway, what I found is that, like, things like the weather and the ocean are just, like, they're so present and mm-hmm. you just have a certain respect for it and it just, like, I don't know. It's it's it almost is the the sort the circle or the source that everything else is sort of I don't know bows to in a way.
0: And and the ocean has a rhythm, so exactly that, yeah.
1: So she has this one poem called Standing Wave, and if you look at the the there's like a left column where it's just the word water several several times, but and then it's um, adjacent to it. The rest of the poem kind of happens on the page. So if you read it left to right, it'll go, water, we ate at the buffet water checked my phone water climbed a hill after supper water smoked water the others went to the hot springs water spent the evening and it goes on like that for, yeah it does, for does it has a,
0: a wave-like uh, rhythm or a water like mm-hmm. yeah i can see it
1: and you are constantly reminded of the water mm. um another thing she does is like the um, adjusting your expectations by the shifts she does between lines um i've got an example on page 36 according to my notes um raw oysters for lunch my mother tried to tell me were considered a delicacy this seemed to me unlikely but what did i know about my mother so like, every line that she added on there was like uh it was like a shift it was an mm-hmm. adding it re- kind of reframed reframed it yeah
0: yeah the, you weren't expecting her to say about her exactly. mother yeah yeah, yeah cool yeah. Well, that and the last
1: thing i'll say about it is that there's a lot of variety. There's some visual poems in here. There's some narrative poems in here. There's some very academic-y poems in here. Mm. There's some poems that use, um, yeah, sensual poems in here. So there's a lot of, a lot of variety. I'm going to read one. Actually, I'm going to read a line that I really liked first and then I'll read one. All right. Where's that line? Oh, here it is. It's one of the short poems. I was twenty. I with a polyrhythmic rugrat, noticing there is nothing that isn't moving. <laughs> and she also talks a lot about dance and movement. She's also a dancer. Ah. Um, and that kind of relates to, I think, to this sort of eco-sensuality thing that I mentioned. It's very, that idea of everything's the, always in motion. Yeah, and always the body. Moving. Yes, yeah. the body. It's, Being
0: mindful of the body. Yes. Mindful of nature. The body and nature, yes, yeah, together. Yeah. Yes. yeah, so
1: that's all in here, I think. And I'm going to read one um called that i think it kind of embodies a lot of the the main things that i was noticing about this book it's called phonics that weird word that with the c h c h t h c-h, o n i c s yeah. i had to look up the pronunciation but google tells me this is correct so okay. we'll, we'll trust it do you, right. do you have any other information about how to pronounce it or are you mind doing it correctly just
0: just, just phonic is that right i don't know <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, sounds good to me
1: green extravagant mind wet and moving two weeks ago I arrived here simply to shake in the green plosions in the tree cloud-like moves moisture grows wider a sphincter in the tree opens my orifices and I come into time with the shimmering refuse the obvious depression looped through a tube of fuckedness hmm. the reefs, the largest living purple on earth the largest electric green with stripes and technical mouths swimming vaginas with eyes on earth, violent sea whips, semi-aggressive flower animals, diploria labyrinthiformis, the thonic ones, the not yet finished ongoing abyssal and dreadful ones, 24 hours being crushed into extravagant bunkers for 90 CEOs and their thonic children even as the green deserts are seen. Fire is on TV. Fire fills the rectangular pulsating apocalypse over the bar in the restaurant where every day I eat the kale salad of how real this is. <laughs> A fire alarm rings deep inside the fire. That everyone is extremely vulnerable and it's not really in that ha kind of way. That environmental uncertainty can act as imagination for the group. That come whenever you want but don't leave. And I was trying to stress sort of the um, italics that are quotes, so you can like, because you can't see it. Maybe no, you can hear it a little bit. can't do that Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I like that poem. I thought it. Yeah, has there's a lot, a lot of,
0: lot of it. It makes me think of a kaleidoscope, like with the oh, images uh, going in show. and out and the colors and stuff like that. It's got a lot of. It's 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 yeah that's that's great. I can see what you're saying.
1: Yeah, so that's my book spotlight. What did you have you been reading, Amanda?
0: I've been reading uh, so many things, but um, f- as far as poetry goes, I've been reading um, from Ghost City Press. Um, they have an annual summer micro chapbook series, which they um, publish chapbooks online, and it began in 2016. And I and the press is uh, Ghost City Press from Syracuse, Syracuse, New York. It was started in 2013 by Kevin. Tolero forgive me for how I'm pronouncing your name, Kevin. Uh, and um, I actually had a chapbook published by them a couple of years ago called Queen Christina. So I was part of it. But they, they, what they do is they, um, he publishes a chapbook every day, every weekday in the summer for a total of seventy-five chapbooks. So and you can you can subscribe and, and download. You can also pay to get them, or you can just get them for free. So I've I've been reading. I've been enjoying this series, and even on Goodreads, I've been making little notes about the the ones that I really Really like one is called casserole by um Sarah Adams and I'm going to show Aaron this uh, it's um, what is this erasures from the uh, from cujo so uh, yeah. the Stephen King novel we the erasures are made using glitter so oh, cool. uh, <laughs> yeah so it's quite fun <laughs>
1: the it's, monster is half man half scrotum <laughs>
0: <laughs> so like, it's that just such funny. an amusing and it's such a it's such a creative way to do erasures there's actually several like there's a lot of visual poetry oh, in this series These
1: are good yeah, isn't like it these. great yeah, this
0: is cool. You can have that if you want. You can actually have the oh, if you want you. the printed copy, you're you're welcome to it since I have the online copy too But yeah, so that was the very first one of the, of the series And I was already in a good mood So when I, you know, I thought, okay, this is going to be great And there have been a lot of um, There have been some visual poems and some other erasures That people have done as well So that was the first one that I really loved There's, there's other ones that I've loved too One was by someone called Z- Zephyr Laskowski Called Wolf Inventory And this is a delicious, grotesque, taboo and sweet A coming-of-age micro-collection of poems And I'll just show you the uh, the cover for it oh, well, It's oh, yeah. sort of fun yeah, and then um and then there's um Sneha Subramanian Cantuck, uh, Prosopopia, I think you pronounce it Prosopopia, and this is such a luscious, beautiful, sensual book has to do with uh, uh, partition between India and Pakistan, in 1947. Some of the reactions of the people, and she's so great. I now someone else. I uh, I think during the podcast mentioned her, and um, she's also got another chapbook out with a British press called called the Poetry Annals, and it's called Synecdoke and it's also another mm. wonderful. It's just a short short books They're just wonderful, and she's a writer that I will be following. And if you want, you can um, I'll put up the link to Go City Press and uh, sign up for uh, these chapbooks. You get one in the uh, you get one in your email every day during the week and then you can catch up on the weekend when you don't have time they're superb i really enjoy them a lot so the book, and what's neat about this is um there's such variety in these chapbooks like they're not all one type at all and actually a lot of the writers i would love to publish through four angel house press so i'm keeping my eye on them because they're they're great so yeah
1: all right well i want to take one more quick break and come back with the upcoming events
0: all right we shall do so one quick break coming up final section
1: yes there are some events coming up in the end of july and in august that you would like to draw our attention to and of course there will also be more events posted at biowords.ca under the calendar i believe
0: Correct, correct, correct. Yeah, and, and I don't know uh, whether or not this um, the uh, podcast will be online yet at this point, but the uh, first one I want to mention is a kind of a plug since uh, since Aaron and I are both reading at it. It's on July 16th, release Any Words Stuck Inside of You, la- uh, launch of an anthology of uh, prose uh, pieces uh, through Applebeard Editions, uh, Untethered, and that will be at eight p.m. at the Poor Boy. Uh, reading with us will be Rob McLennan, Jordan Moffat, and Lame McLean Evans, I believe.
1: Yeah. And, yes. Um, I'm excited for this book actually, because it's very uh, like a square. It's five by seven, I think. The paper they said. Oh, neat. Which it looks really. Um, yeah. It's. It sounds like it's gonna look cool. So I'm happy. I'm excited yeah. to see it. Yeah.
0: I know, I was kind of jealous because people who, who I guess, did, um, there was a, a, they did like an Indiegogo type campaign, Mm -hmm. and uh, people who were part of the campaign already got their copies. I was like, I guess we get ours at the event. Well, they've right? also
1: already launched in Toronto and yeah, Saskatoon, Yeah, they are, but, I like,
0: local too. people here right. have got oh, the I book see. already, and I haven't seen it, so I'm like, eh, jealous, but no, I'm looking for it. It looks great. Originally, I think it was going to be called T-length, T-Length Prose or something. Yeah, Which, I thought it was. I like that name, too, but this this is kind of a fun... I mean, this is a fun way of doing it, too, so I, I totally get that. It's... Amazing maybe not everyone likes tea as much as me so you know but i had the visions of a tea party and Could be, what
1: about scotch like prose? That'd oh cool. that would be yeah. nice too for
0: yeah. me it would have to be a lot shorter than i, I drink <laughs> way more tea than i can afford can drink scotch but um yeah at the
1: end of the book it would just be really drunken uh, poems
0: that's right with with little le- little bits of uh,
1: visual poems at the end hey this is a pretty good idea hey yeah,
0: we've got an idea we're gonna do a scotch <laughs> we're gonna be sponsored by a lack of and we're gonna we're gonna scotch do scotch poems. scotch poems no yeah.
1: Right, what Sounds else is good. there? It's two days after that, there's sawdust. Yes,
0: the uh, July sawdust will feature Bara Arar, Nina Jane Dristic, and Nathania Larochette. So it'll be uh, spoken word, sound poetry uh, kind of event oh, yeah. at Bar Robo, 7 p.m. I believe with the open mic, and then uh, and then later the rest of the thing at Bar Robo.
1: And a big event in August, the 25th anniversary for Above Ground Press. I'll be out of the province, but. You will probably be there
0: probably uh, all being well i plan to go i think it's at, on the 25th of august which would be cool if it was so it be the 25th right. anniversary on the 25th at uh, vimy brewing company which is in the same neighborhood oh, as yeah. uh, so right in your neighborhood in my neighborhood yeah notice how we're having more readings in your neighborhood now that I you've move moved, there, moved yeah. aaron moves and then we we move all the events there so that I no, mean, <laughs> that's going to be great i mean it's so fantastic that above ground press is celebrating its 25th anniversary as a press i i don't know maybe if there are longer presses in canada micro presses in Canada I don't know of any like that's a long time so mm-hmm, that's true we can all strive to that and then of course uh, uh, a little, just a little bit later Inwards is having uh, the launch of Conyer Clayton and Nathaniel La album and chapbook release uh, based on Mitosis the uh, poem, uh, long poem mm-hmm. Conyer Clayton and um they're also coming back to Ottawa uh, for a brief moment or is or because he's leaving Ottawa? Is Dorian Bell he will also be reading so that's uh, not and this is August 28th and ah is it the happy goat so, yes there we go and that's uh, that's all I know about I mean there's some, there's some also and some you, spoken word events you, you have right.
1: Jennifer Peters oh yeah right uh,
0: not music but um uh, the host of um the host of sawdust and also our intro outro music specialist uh, jennifer peterson her album which you can pre-order on itunes now but it's having its launch sometime in august and the album's called white chalk and uh, that's going to be fantastic so we should all go to that if we can
1: man that's... Connie's been reading a lot of places she lately has. Eh? Holy she has she I must know be. I wonder if she's running out of material
0: we'll have we'll have to ask. uh maybe, we maybe we'll have to you know talk to her and see if that's uh are you running out of I, and the, the the question that everyone loves when you're a writer when's your next book yeah. chapbook etc coming out I always when's your next play happening you know I love that question
1: someone asked me something like that if uh if I do another play in this in this area I was like yeah if someone pays me enough money <laughs> sure
0: it <laughs> <laughs> doesn't work that way like maybe with plays it works that way but I, I don't know if i I can say like if when's your next poetry book coming out well if someone pays me enough money you know
1: <laughs> well you could probably put something out it doesn't have to be good but <laughs> you put something together if they paid you enough
0: well yeah i mean if i wanted to if i cared that much about money i would i would run a parking lot business like is there there are things well I could there's do that always is- a,
1: if someone was like here's a million dollars for you to write a poetry book you wouldn't do it even if it was you thought it might be bad
0: that's a big question for a, a, the end I mean, of the podcast. I feel that that, that there probably would be some conditions that I I don't know. I mean, I, I liked I I get grants sometimes, to, but usually I get to be the one to choose what I write right. about. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I've never tried to write commercially, and I've been a translator, and I've I've been I've made seventeen cents a word, and that almost killed me. So you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I'd feel about having to. Uh, be a commercial writer like that i don't know how I'd, I'd...
1: well to anyone listening if you want to give me a million dollars to write a play he'll write something write for a you play oh, there it's, you go might not be well I'll, I'll try i'll try to make it good but go. at the end of the day
0: aaron will definitely do it uh, with me it, it, i don't know I, i'm i'm not really good with commitments so <laughs> and i i'm not good with a million dollars either i in my experience so <laughs>
1: in your experience yeah all right, we'll leave it at that that cliffhanger with cliffhanger. with who knows what a man if Amanda's had a million dollars before and what <laughs> happened to it. All right, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks Amanda for Hosting with me, and thanks, thanks, Aaron, up for headquarters and, for Angel Health Press for this.
0: Thanks for another great, uh, great experience, and uh, thanks to Charles for making some of the the uh, quiet sounds louder, and thanks awesome. to Jennifer for the intros and outros, and thanks to all of you for listening and sharing it with your with your poetry loving pals and other events too. All right, thank you very much.
1: Small machine talk. Amanda Earle
0: and A.M. Kozak.